Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members as well as NFP and Partners Financial experts. Hi, welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Williams, and today I am joined by Josh Fishkin, who is the CEO and co-founder of Hope Trust. Hope Trust is a platform firm that joined Partners Financial two to three years ago, and they have a really unique niche within the industry. So I'm going to let Josh tell us all about it. Thanks for joining us today, Josh. Thanks, Kristen. Uh, Yeah, Hope Trust is here to work with partners, firms to serve the special needs community. Uh, Two in seven households and 80 million people have a special need. And it's something that uh, our our friends at partners are running across regularly. And uh, we're here to work with them as those challenges arise in uh, helping families plan for a loved one with disabilities future. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit more about Hope Trust. How did you guys get started with sort of unique services do you have to offer? So I'm a trust and estate attorney by background, and I have a brother with special needs. So uh, sort of a natural evolution of both my career and personal life in that we're trying to figure out what the long-term plans would be for my brother and his needs. Uh, from a financial planning standpoint, how much money is needed in his special needs trust, but also from a care perspective, uh, who's going to do all of the various things that he needs to support his daily life. And those two things are really interwoven. The way uh, trust functions and who would serve as trustee uh, affects how care is going to be provided and what resources are available. And if there's money available, how is it going to be utilized to maximize his lifestyle? So Hope Trust was designed to answer a lot of those questions, uh, partnering with firms like Partners Financial to make sure that there are appropriate resources available to fund the supplemental needs trust. Then, of course, how does that trust actually get administered? How do daily services get provided? And we work closely with advisors to uh, deliver those solutions to families where when they say, you know, what's going to happen to my child when I'm gone? The biggest question facing such families, uh, advisors can be equipped to give a really comprehensive answer. You were telling me that you built a unique platform, right? That, yeah, exactly. So one of the things we saw that was problematic is it's almost impossible for an advisor to come up with a uh, solution if they don't know the details of what's going on in a family's specific situation. So. Uh, Every disability is different. The severity of everybody's condition is different. Uh, there are different geographies, different benefits. And absent a, uh, a structure to approach these issues holistically, there's isn't really a way for an advisor to give a good answer. So we built a technology platform that helps clients and advisors collaborate on uh, determining how much money might be needed in a special needs trust, looking at a parent or grantor's assets, the beneficiary's assets, income sources, uh, government benefits, their budget, and how that budget and income might evolve over time as various conditions progress. And using all of that data, we're able to run what we call a MITO simulation, which stands for meet your trust objectives, to determine how much money needs to be in a special needs trust uh, to meet all the family's goals throughout their loved one's lifetime. We pair that with teams of social workers, psychologists, nurses, occupational therapists who are on our team so that we can really get the 
robust picture that a lot of times families don't even know the answer to. You know, it's very hard for a family with a 12-year-old or an 18-year-old to say, I know what their condition or their lifestyle might look like in 20, 30, 50 years and what the financial needs that correspond to that evolution might be. So our technology platform gathers all of that data and helps with creating a comprehensive care plan to say, you know, we might need wheelchair assistance or a home uh, healthcare worker or a therapist or round the clock nursing care. And then we can incorporate those costs into the financial plan and then using uh, the platform and working with our partners, then figure out what the custom tailored solution might be for a family. One of the things that I thought was so unique about your organization is that you seem to be driven first by the care plan more than driven by the financial plan and the care plan has to fit into it. It's exactly right. In order for we have partners like who are phenomenal at doing the financial planning. And while we have enough expertise in-house to guide clients into the right direction and say, hey, you need to speak to your financial advisor and come up with a comprehensive solution. We're not trying to be the financial advisor. We're here to supplement the financial advisor and make sure that the right conversations are happening in in a structured way uh, so that when a uh, partner's financial advisor is speaking with a client, they can say, hey, we've got this solution to really answer your special needs planning questions. And moreover, that ties in with your long-term goals. Uh, Hope Trust can serve as trustee of your special needs trust. They can provide all of these social workers, psychologists, and nurses that you need to deliver both today and in the future to provide care to your loved one. And we're going to be the driving force behind the financial component, while Hope Trust is the driving force behind the care component. And those two things work in synergy to really deliver the right result. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me before about the accounts for each of the beneficiaries of the trust, that you can tailor the account based on the sort of evolution or growth of that individual. Exactly. So when we are working with a client, we're able to figure out what benefits they might be eligible for, make sure that account balances don't cross over thresholds that might result in a loss of certain benefits, uh, and working with the advisor determine what solutions might be appropriate for that client. So recently, we had a case where a family was running up against their Medicaid number, meaning if you have more than $2,000, you might lose certain Medicaid benefits. Uh, And we were able to help the family, one, get more government benefits, and two, come up with a creative solution whereby the family was able to charge the individual with disabilities rent. The rent plus the additional, additional benefits created more resources for the family. The family, in turn, purchased a life insurance solution. The life insurance solution funds the trust. And all of these pieces were done where the partner's uh, individual that we're working with, the FA, was able to now deliver a really comprehensive plan that solved two problems at once. We solved the problem of Medicaid threatening to take away benefits because there was uh, too many resources available, and then created a long-term solution for how this trust was going to be funded uh, so that when the parents are gone, the resources were available to continue care. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you guys stand in the, the space of being the advocate and the care plan provider. You don't manage money, right, or sell life insurance. You're on the care side, yes? That's exactly right. We have no investment management arm. 
We don't uh, produce life insurance in any way. We partner with people who are experts at this. Our expertise is in fiduciary services and care management, while uh, we have attorneys we partner with for the legal, uh, financial advisors we partner with on the financial side, home health care organizations that we have deep relationships with to provide the boots on the ground in home care services. Uh, and we can quarterback and direct clients so that they have a one-stop uh, place to turn to for all of their special needs questions. And we could say, hey, we've got a partner's financial person who's an expert in special needs planning uh, on the financial side that we can turn to, or an attorney uh, who has special needs expertise and bring all the right resources to bear for each client situation. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. It's nice to have such a great resource. Um, earlier in the year, I did a podcast with Meg Muldoon, who's an advanced planning attorney at Penn Mutual. And she also has a real sort of focus toward and passion for special needs planning. And, and Meg was talking, did a little education course about the language we should use and how do we talk to families how do we ask the question? How do we ask the question correctly? Can you give us some insight? Because I know that our firms don't want to ask the wrong question. And if they ask the question, maybe they get it right or the family helps them figure it out. But then they need to know what the next, what the answer, you know, if the answer is yes, I have a special needs person, what's the next step? So can you give us a little education on how do we move forward with this? Absolutely. Uh before even answering that, Meg is fantastic, uh, and I hope that everybody listened to her uh, podcast as well. Uh, she's got phenomenal insight into the special needs arena, and uh, Penn has really been a, a leader in terms of developing that expertise. Uh, in terms of advisors being concerned about asking the question. And you're right, there are linguistic challenges, there are concerns about, you know, person first language, meaning we don't say the uh, bipolar person, we say the, you know, the person with bipolar disorder to make sure that we're really focusing on the person rather than the disability. Uh, but really asking the question is at the top of mind for families. Uh, most families are concerned about what's going to happen to their loved one when they're gone. That's the thing that's keeping them up at night. So as an advisor, it's, it's helpful to be asking the question. Uh, and we generally suggest asking, is there anyone in the family with special needs? Or even better, is there anyone in the family with mental, physical, or behavioral health challenges? Uh, and I don't think beyond that, the advisor has to develop a unique skill set or an expertise. There's a hundred things to be aware of, but that's the flag to say, if the answer is yes, Let's talk to Hope Trust or let's talk to the advanced markets team. Let's bring in an expert and make sure we're doing this right. Uh, I will tell you one of uh, the partners that we work with, and this was not partners financial, so you guys are totally in the clear on this one, uh, in trying to do the right thing by an employee of their own organization, uh, they placed a life insurance policy uh, for this employee and they named her son as beneficiary and her son has a special need. And rather than actually being helpful, had this not been caught, this would have been very harmful because an individual with a disability receiving money from a life insurance policy is going to lose all of their benefits. So this advisor did the right thing, finding that there is an individual with special needs who's going to need provide, to be provided for, identified that and placed a policy, but lacking the knowledge about how to do this in the special needs space could have actually caused a catastrophe for that family 
because that million dollars that they might have uh, received from the life insurance policy would have gotten them thrown off all of their government benefits. They could have lost their subsidized housing. And the family member, the, the mother in this case, who arranged for all of these services would have been deceased. They wouldn't have even had somebody to turn to to fix the problem that was created. So please ask, even if you get the language a little wrong, even if things aren't phrased perfectly, it's more beneficial for the family to ask and make sure that we're doing the right kinds of planning or bringing in the right resources than it is to turn a blind eye and possibly really harm a family's long-term planning. Uh, the only other note I have there is Hope Trust has a free program. Uh, you can log on to our website and sign up for a partner account at absolutely no cost. And we have six credits of CE training on special needs planning that, well, it's available in 47 states for CE, but it's available for everybody to uh, watch and learn from uh, that will give you a quick primer on some of the things to look out for that person first language and it make you feel a little more comfortable in starting these discussions. But please don't be afraid to ask. You could really save a family from catastrophe by knowing that this situation arises. And whether it's your advanced markets team or Hope Trust, bring in the right resource to add to help create the right plan. So thank you for mentioning that. That was in my notes to bring up. There's free CE out there for all of you. Um, gives you access to a, some knowledge base that you can use when you're asking these questions. We all, we've talked many times about doing an insurance review, meeting your client, what, what insurance you have. Now you can be aware of, let's ask the question and see if the insurance is held improperly. And the best news is that you don't have to be an expert. You can partner with Hope Trust, that they are the experts for you. So it's really great. And remind us again, the stats, they were at the very beginning of the call and I don't remember. So Tell us again. Absolutely. Two in seven families are supporting somebody with special needs. The CDC says 25% of Americans have some type of special need. And these statistics are, are real. I mean, the families we're talking to have these challenges. And a lot of times people don't bring it up because uh, the label special needs is sometimes a, a challenge for people. Um, a lot of times people don't think about alcoholism or about depression or about substance abuse as a special need. And uh, people think about, you know, the child in the wheelchair as being the definitional special needs case. And while that is absolutely a fact pattern where we should acknowledge and jump in, uh, don't limit your view of special needs to an individual in a wheelchair with a disability that's physical or that's visible to you easily. Special needs is a really broad category. Bipolar, autism, depression, schizophrenia, a lot of mental health conditions are actually more of a trigger for a special need than a physical health challenge. Uh, an individual in a wheelchair might have absolutely no need for a special needs trust uh, because they are in no way challenged in the administration of their affairs. They go to work and earn an income. Uh, and, and that kinds of planning is maybe incorrect for someone who you see in a wheelchair where you see a physical disability. And for somebody who you see with absolutely no physically apparent challenge is a critical part of the plan. So making sure we have a broad mindset in what a special need is, is, is important in making sure we're addressing all of the right challenges. Thank you for that clarification. I, I could hear all of the people listening saying, thank you for making this obvious. It's you know, what What a challenge, and I like that language so much better. What an individual has as a challenge is not always apparent. So as we know from all the financial and business planning, we know 
you have to just ask the question. So I appreciate your time and resources and knowledge today. Absolutely. Thank you for making time and really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and look forward to working with all of the partners, financial advisors as these situations arise. Thank you so much for your time today, Josh. And we will link your contact info in the email that launches this podcast as well as Meg's excellent podcast as well. So thank you so much. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Take care.